is a Furnish Brothers production. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Talking Buds podcast. The Talking Buds podcast. About the buds, by the buds, for the buds. This is the Talking Buds podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. Ryan, this is the first time in two weeks that I've been on the show and I'm not battling a cold anymore. I'm feeling 100%. So I would like to start this episode off with a ceremonial... Took the last couple weeks off. I'm back in the saddle, baby. I'm right behind you here, buddy. Oh, PBR... Mid-season, bi-week, vacation. Well, no, I've changed... vacation, I'm going to go on vacation, buddy. I've changed the name of this episode to Bi-Week Report Cards because last week on the episode, on last week's episode, I don't know what the hell, where the hell I was going with that, on last week's episode, I said mid-season report cards, then on Instagram... I said mid-season report cards, and I had some people being like, it's not mid-season. It's past mid-season. So I was all like, right, all relax right. Relax there, uh, buddies. I know, I know. So I was like, all right, all right. You know okay. what we mean, all right? Let's yeah. let, we don't let's not get into this hole. We gotta oh. get, I gotta explain, you gotta understand, and you gotta explain, and then you try to explain to me, and I don't care. Some people were very upset. It's a mid-season report card, all right? This is the mid-season. Yeah, it's a mid-season report card. Let's settle, okay. let's settle down, everyone. Have a All cup right. of settle down, and yeah. let's get to this thing. Actually, Ryan, we're not going to get to that right away because there's somewhere else that we need to start first. Saturday night, the Maple Leafs, who were all mentally on the bye week already, they were all thinking about going and playing golf or going and laying on the beach or whatever. Just decided, you know what? We're uh, we're going to take the night off. And they lost 6-2 at home to the Chicago Blackhawks in what was one of the ugliest performances of the season. I know we talked last week. We had a big heart-to-heart last week about the ups and downs of the season. So I'm not going to overreact to that. What I do want to point out, though, is Sheldon Keefe's comments after the game. Because, Ryan, these, there is some truth behind these words, my friend. So after the game, Sheldon Keefe says, quote, I think when you go through these types of things, such as Florida, such as this, it's just a sign of where you are, that you're not where you want to be. Reality checks come. I thought we were an immature team down in Florida. I thought we were an immature team here today. That's how we're approaching these things. We're not performing. We're not playing with any level of discipline or consistency. And that's what happens. 
Yeah, like, and it's and and you appreciate his comments because it seems like he has the the balls, so to speak, to come out and say what he's actually thinking, whether it's um, gonna make his team happy or not. Like simple from anyone kind of watching this team. Like for I, I'm not sure everyone has his opinion, but you kind of get like an immaturity factor, um, not so much personality wise, but from just the experience that this that these core players have in the league it's not it's not your ovies it's not your crosbys but he's just speaking facts like they've lost five of their last six games well like we I- came off the break the christmas break and we were like what what just happened they just went on a roll we missed it all and they come back and they've lost five of the last six and in those games they've given up six goals four goals eight goals and well the one game they had two and then they gave up another six goals like that's a lot of goals and you could you could find ways to to put it on your goaltender or your defensive coverage, but at the end of the day, as Sheldon Keefe sees it, it's just an immature hockey team not being ready to play every single night the way that he wants them to play, and he's gonna let them know when they're not playing the way he wants them to. Well, it, I find it interesting that he cited those two examples: the Florida game and the Chicago game, and then used the word immature because I think. Before the Florida game, it was it was pretty well known that they they got to Florida early and they let the guys kind of take a day off and hang out in Florida and they weren't ready to play. And then going into Saturday night's game against the Blackhawks, it's like they know they've got their bye week coming up and they're not ready to play. They're just they're ready to all pack it in and like I said, go to the beach, go play golf. And I think I think that's why that immature using that word stands out so much to me, at least it's just like, you guys don't quite get it. And you can, we're going to go through the roster here in a second. And that's where we'll get to the goaltending, which a lot of people are blaming for the Leafs recent struggles, as you just pointed out. But I, uh, I tell you what, man, like the, the, the time and you saw Keith get really animated there during one of the TV timeouts the other night on Saturday and giving it to the guys on the bench. Like the time for him being Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Good Cop after Babcock is over. Because guess what, Ryan? They're not in a playoff spot right now. No, they're not. They are and, out of the playoff and, spot. And the team behind them had games in hand and they're making good on it right now. Yep. They're making good on it, and it's and like I one minute I didn't think they were gonna make the playoffs. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I was saying they're gonna be in the top three for sure. It's just so hard to um, map out where this team is going to end up, and I think a part of that immaturity factor that keeps talking about is they go on an absolute tear where they're playing unreal hockey, scoring a bunch of goals, and then when it goes bad, it's not like they're losing close hockey games and and playing an unreal defensive effort in these games. Like, they're getting, they're letting a, a lot of goals in. And when you let in eight goals, you can say what you want about your goaltender, but, like, eight is eight. That's a lot, and it's more than just your goaltender. Or six. Anything out over four. Like, you got you got to be looking at your defensive coverage and your goaltending and your overall team effort and commitment to play in your own zone if you're giving up that many goals. And I think that's what he means by immaturity do I blame a bunch of dudes who make a lot of money who work hard during the season 
for being like kind of checked out before vacation because all they can think about is getting dummied for a week with their buddies. The human side of me is like, you know what? Like, I'd probably be there too. So, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you guys are already on vacation. You should be ready to play. Like, that's just going to happen. But it, it's, it's. No, what- but Ryan, the point is, is like, you guys are, are like scratching and clawing. Like, you can't, you can't just take a night off. Like, you, the way you started, or the way you started the season. I'm just, uh, you know what? I'm having a difficult time speaking to, you know, I've had like two sips of a PBR here and like just when you take a couple of weeks off. Anyways, you're the Maple Leafs right now. I am. I'm the Maple Leafs right now. I'm you're the I'm, Maple Leafs against the Blackhawks right now. Basically my, trying my to get head, point across here. Yeah. My head is just not in what I'm doing. It's you're not paying attention. Ahead. I'm not paying attention. No. Basically, you've put yourself in a position because you had a crap start to this season now where you're you're going to be fighting for a playoff spot and you just cannot take nights off. And the the immature the immaturity of it all is that you don't get that. Like you don't get that you can't just go go out and mail it in. You can't you, you have to play defense. Yeah, you got to show up. Like, don't get blown out 6-2. Like, that's... Like, if they lost a barn burner, like, fine. But it's it's the fact that, like, the after the first period of that game, like, I was like, this is over. It's over. Yeah, like, I, am I that stoked to, to, to watch the rest of this game? Not really, because mm-hmm. I've seen this before. I saw it in Florida. I've seen it all year, and just... Like I said last episode, this this year has just been so up and down. Like, go through their schedule and the games they've played. Like, there's a bunch of L's in a row. There's a bunch of W's in a row. There's a bunch of L's in a row. Like, it, there's just been no, like, consistency. And I guess when you're trying to, like, decipher what Sheldon keeps saying with immaturity, I guess that's what he's kind of getting at from my perspective. Yep. Is that a younger core hockey team with a bunch of guys who make a lot of money. Um, not that that kind of factors into what he's thinking, but it's, it's, if you want to be a contending team, you got to be consistent night in and night out, and you're not going to win every hockey game, but don't play the Chicago Blackhawks on a Saturday night and get absolutely blown out and not even show up before your bye week. Like that, that's, I don't think the coach is going to take that. And he made that pretty clear. All right, Ryan, the time is now for mid-season bi-week report cards. I want to thank everyone who wrote us on our Instagram with your feedback. We're going to try and read out as many of those comments as we can. But, Ryan, we're going to start from the net and work our way out. So, let's start with the backup goalie. Michael Hutchinson. I want you to give a letter grade and then just a couple of thoughts. If you want to throw some stats out, throw some stats out. But just letter grade and some thoughts on his performance, why you've given him that letter grade. Michael right. Hutchinson, go. Michael Hutchinson, I'll give him a D. Yeah. Uh just I'm I'm with you on I'm also giving Michael Hutchinson a D. Could could you by the way, we did not talk about these grades before this episode. No, we haven't talked about it at all. I have no idea what Ryan is giving the uh, the Maple Leaf players. He has no idea what I grade I'm giving the Maple Leaf players. 
We're just right, so we're going make, in blind. To, how to make that clear. So I'm giving Mikey Boy a D. Uh, stats are terrible. Uh, did he get kind of let down at the start of the season with some of the games he was put in in the defensive zone coverage? Yes. But at the end of the day, your stats are horrific. Uh, you don't give me much confidence in the net. So that that's a, that's a good old D for me. I'm also going to give him a D. Couldn't uh, have said it any better myself. I am not confident when he's in the net. I don't think the rest of the team is confident when he's in the net. I um, At the beginning of the season, I felt, I'm with you, I felt bad for him. And there has been times where I, like Freddie Anderson, I don't think he's had the best defensive support in front of him. However, you got to be better than he's been. Um, the only thing that is preventing me from giving him a D minus is he's picked up a couple of wins lately and he seems like a really good guy. So D for Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. Now Frederick Anderson, before you give me your letter grade, let's go over his stats a little bit. 22, nine and six record 2.89 goals against nine Oh nine save percentage. I'll go first on this one. I am going to give Freddie Anderson a B. I think he's been his usual streaky self this season. However, he's been on a solid run here as of late of about, I don't know, Ryan, what, like three, four weeks where he has not been very good. You read out the stats earlier about how many goals they've allowed in the last several games. Well, I'll throw you another quick stat here. Freddie Anderson's allowed three plus goals in 10 of his last 13 starts. So, and for me, it, it, these types of lulls will prevent him from being in the Vesna conversation. He's always flirted with being in the Vesna conversation, race, whatever, but th- these types of lapses will prevent him from being there and eventually winning a Vesna trophy. He to me it just seems mental. Like you can just tell when he's feeling good and he's in a good place mentally. It's all in his body language. I've said this about Freddie so many times. You can really really tell when he's on and when he's fighting it. It's all over his body language. And lately it's just like he hasn't been making the saves. Like we just we just crapped on the team for not showing up on Saturday night against the Blackhawks. Ryan, at least at least three of those goals you're watching and you're like, oh, dude, like, come on, man. Like, the one through the five hole, you're just like, Freddy. Like, you, you got to have that, buddy. So, that's my take on Freddy Anderson. Yeah, this is, a, this is a really tough one for me, right? Like, um, my heart wants to go just an A-, minus. Um, because I, I get him, I get the streakiness. And one thing he does have this year is he's a lot of wins. And at the end of the day, a goalie wins is like a pitcher winning games in baseball. At the end of the day, can, can you get the W when I'm on the mound or when I'm in the net, but I'm going to go a B plus on this because I just think his statistics are way out of whack so far this year. And he's given up a lot of goals lately. And I always cut him a break because, like, the guy sees so many shots. Like, it, it's ridiculous. Like, he, he's in the top in shots against again. He's faced the most shots over the last four or five years. But I'm going to give him a B plus because it, it's it's not so much um, the amount of goals he's letting in. It's just, like, those, like, 
those wristers from the from the from the dot, the side dots, the the hash marks on the outside, like just just the clean shots he's been letting in. I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, do I think he'll get it back on track? Yes, but I I would have to go B plus on Freddie because I just I'm not thrilled with the with the save percentage so far this season. It's a little under average for him. Some of our talking buds listeners, Rob Dick gave Freddie a B. Cool classy vibes gave Freddie a B. R- Pity Ryan Pittman gave Freddie an A minus. And another listener who asked to remain anonymous gave Freddie a, where is this? Hold on, give me a second here. Uh, An A. So there you go. Yeah, see, it's kind of like, it's just where where you, where do you sit with him? You know, like that's, what can you handle from him? That'd be the only thing that makes your mind up over. All right. I want to do the next one as we move in the defense. Tyson Berry, D minus, you stink. You've contributed nothing. At the end of the season, when you're looking for your big contract, you're either going to sign, you're going to either going to give the Leafs a good deal or I'm going to put you in my car and drive you to the airport. You've added pretty much no value in my opinion. Like he had a, after Babs got fired, he scored a few goals. He's a minus five on the season, four goals, 23 assists. I I I think this guy has been an epic bust. Like literally in all my years watching the Maple Leafs when they've acquired a new player in the offseason I can't remember one being as big of a bust. And I'm sure there have been tons and hit me up with if you disagree and I'm sure like I said I'm I know I'm wrong on this, but right now I can't remember a bigger bust than Tyson Berry. This guy's your memory awful. doesn't serve you then. I don't know if you know a guy named David Clarkson, oh, but uh but 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 I didn't expect Here's the thing. I didn't expect David Clarkson to come in and be like an offensive contributor. I expected David Clarkson to come in and hit some guys and be like a leader. I did not expect David Clarkson to come in and like be 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 an elite scorer. I expected this guy to come in and be like the point producing offensive defenseman that he's been his whole career. And I don't know what the hell is going on, but he just he is he's been a mess from the word go this season. He had like I said he had 3 4 games there where he looked okay, but other than that, I think this guy stinks. So he gets a D minus from me. Yeah, you got a little <laughs> a little biased opinion right there, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah, I think this guy. This, this, I'm teetering on all these. Like I, I'm teetering between a B minus and a C plus for Tyson Berry for me. I, I don't think he's as bad as you think he as you think he is. I I'm he, not I even. Sucks. I'm not even close to your ballpark of how how bad you think he is. If you look at his statistics over his career, he's always been a minus player. It's to be expected. He's he's not a very good defensive hockey player. Um, horrible start to the season. Coach didn't help him. Um, do I think he's a great defenseman? No. Do I like what he does on the power play? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's contributed to a pretty good power play this year, uh, overall statistically throughout the league. So I'm going to go with a C plus for Tyson Berry. Um, hasn't been great, but I don't think he's as bad as you think he is. I think he's garbage. 
All right, you take the next one. Cody CC. I don't even know where to start with this one. Like Cody CC. Like I don't even know. Can I can I rate him I for irrelevant? Like no. I just no. Like I don't know. A C minus. Like oh. a, like yeah. I, I I like you know I don't want to sh- like crap on the guy. Like he's I mean he's not a minus player. Like he's a he's a plus seven. Like is he a point producer? No. Has he been as bad as some other guys have been through the past? Has he been a Mike Commissarek? Like, no. Like, I don't think he's been horrible. Would I like to replace him with someone with a little more talent? Yes. But while he's in the lineup, as I, if I thought he's been, like, atrociously awful, like, ruining every game because he's so bad? No. So he, he he doesn't belong in a top four role, Ryan. Like it's no, it's that no, simple. I couldn't like agree he more. plays his best when he's in the bottom six. Like I, I don't know if you listened to Overdrive this week, but yesterday Ray Ferraro was like, I'm begging the analytics community to stop telling me how good Cody CC's analytics are because he's not a top four defenseman. And I couldn't agree more. And yeah. he he gets on my nerves less when he when he is on the third pair. And he's not out there against the other team's top line. It's now, just, granted, they've had some injury issues this year. So he's been forced into that role. But yeah. Shouldn't be in like, the top like, four. Like, is he is he like it's it's like what are you gonna rate these guys? Like based on like what is like you have to come up with your mod like when people are giving these grades, it's like you gotta treat everybody like differently based off expectations. I don't have expectations for this guy. My expectations for him just to fill a spot on the roster. But that's it. Like, have I have I thought he's done a serviceable job, like, being a fill-in roster guy? Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to dump Oliver and give him an F because he's not a goal scorer. Like, he's just been, okay, he's just been there. Like, he's I'm not, I'm not there. handing out, for the record, I'm not handing out Fs tonight. Like, I just, it's anywhere between an A-plus to a D-minus for me. Yeah. It's hard to do an F. So I'm going, I'm going, uh, I agree with you, uh, Cody CC, but I'm going uh, C minus for Cody CC. Uh, Travis Dermott. This is a tough one for me, man. This is a tough one because I, uh, oh boy, this, you go first. You go first. I, I'm going, I I'm going B plus. Um, plus, there's definitely some shifts, I think, where he struggled, but uh, I like, I I just I like his physicality this year. I like his bite. Okay, fine. Maybe a B. Let's go. Let's go straight B. Instead yeah, of B This plus. is a tough one for me, man. Like, what is what is the expectation for this guy? Realistically, what do we want this guy to do for our hockey team? We I, want him to be I, a I top four he, defenseman. Okay. Yeah, I, I think he. I I think the expectation is that he be he develops into a top four defenseman. But as anyone who's watched hockey for a long period of time knows, it takes a long time for defensemen to develop and figure it out. Yes, it's a little bit different. Um, he's not nineteen anymore. I can tell you that right now. Is he an offensive defenseman? No, I could tell you that right now. Unless in the future he's a breakout season, but for now. Is he an offensive defenseman? No, he's not. Um, I like his physicality. I like his quote unquote gap control. Yep. Which is like the like the dumbest thing you could like I gap control. I just drives me crazy. But um I'm gonna go a C plus for Travis Dermott. I, I, I think um 
when he's given a larger where do you think role, he, needs to he has. N- I just don't know what he is. Like, what is he? Like, what kind of hockey player is Travis Dermott? He's a guy who who has good edges, can skate pretty good, um, can lay the body when he has to. He's not an offensive defenseman, even though he kind of like projects as an offensive defenseman, which could develop later. Like Morgan Riley wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire. And then last year he had like 70 points. So it could turn around. But for now, like I, I, I'm kind of past the point of like him developing. Like I'm kind of just ready for him to like take the next step. And maybe that takes a being... long time though, Riley. Like, I know, at, I know. Look at Morgan know, Riley. But like I could see... Um, maybe because he's younger and younger guys give you more hope. But like, I could see Rasmus Sandin ahead of him in a year or two on, on the depth chart for sure. Well, I think I we'll get to Sandin in a minute, but but like I, that's the I, I that's the comparable with, I'm throwing yeah. out there. Like I I, I don't I disagree think with Travis Dermott sometimes. Like I hate to say this because he's from uh, the town I'm from, and he went to the same high school as me, and guys I know or uh, know him. Like it's like he's. He's a really good hockey player, but sometimes I feel like he's a little bit overrated for what he actually does. So I'm going to go a C, what did I say? C plus. Yeah. Yeah. C plus. And I'm going with a straight B for Travis Dermott. Justin Hole. You, you said earlier with Mike Tyson Berry um, grade that I uh, voted like I had a bias vote and I'm going to be biased with Justin Hole as well. I'm giving Justin Hole a B plus, and I'll tell you why. Because this guy sat in the press box pretty much all year last year, and I think he's been one of their most solid defensemen all season long. I think if you're if the Leafs defense core, like in an ideal world, this guy's in a five six spot on their defense core, and. If you have an injury, he can jump up into the four spot. I think he's solid. I think he's a good hockey player. I think he still has a learning curve, just like all other young defensemen do. But Justin Hole gets a B-plus from me. Yeah, that's a tough one. I feel like he he just elevates to a higher grade because like my expectation for Travis Dermott's a lot higher than it is for Justin Hull. So when I'm giving Justin Hull a... I think I'm going to give him a B... Straight B. I was thought about a B minus there. I thought it was going to switch it, but I give him a straight B because it to me it's based off my expectations. I kind of in the neighborhood where I expect Travis Dermott to step up and kind of be a difference maker, like uh, some other younger defenseman, like Kale McCarr is doing in Colorado. Basically, for Justin Hall, it's like everything he does is like gravy at this point. It's like playing with house money. Like this is a guy you did not expect at all playing in your top six and top four with injuries. So I'm going to give him a straight B for just proving that he could be in the lineup above some other dude, like getting him like he's out of like the Marty Marinson conversation, you know, like he's, he's out of that. Now he's in the lineup, he's in the top six. So for the perseverance of last year and just what he's brought to the table this year for what we expected, I'm going to give him a straight B. I think this next one might surprise some people, Ryan. Martin Marinson. Marinson. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I care what his name is. Well, What's I get all I get I get chirped all the time for saying Marinson. So Cares. Marinson. How do they know it's right? 
I'm going to go, Ryan, I'm going to go with a C- minus for Martin Marincin, and I'll tell you why. I have admired the way that he has stepped up this year in injuries. Um, the organization clearly values him as a depth defenseman. That's why they re-signed him a couple weeks ago. Um, they've needed him the last few weeks, and he, he's, he's been okay. But at the end of the day, he's still Marty Marincin. And... He, that's all he he can only give you so much. However, I admire the guy for being a workhorse through this difficult time with injuries. So in the past I would have given him probably a D, but I'm bumping him up to a C minus. Yeah, I'm kind of in the D D plus area. Um the guy obviously has like an unreal attitude, like just being called up, called down, criticized by everybody in this fan base at some point. But at the end of the day, I don't really enjoy watching him play hockey. Like just simple as that. (laughs) Well, that's, that's why it's like, I thought about, should I give him a C? Because like, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm giving him props, but I'm like, like, you you hit on all the right things for his, like his, what he brings to the table, like positively, like you hit everything that needs to be hit. Like I just, me personally, I don't, I've seen him play a, for a couple of years now in a in a depth role in a role where he's been in the top six. I don't enjoy watching him play hockey. Um, simple as that. So I'll give him a D plus because the guy just seems to have a, a a good attitude and just willing to fill in no matter what. And he's been dumped on a lot, and I've dumped on him a lot. Everyone in this fan base has dumped on him a lot. So I'm gonna give him a D plus for just filling in a spot and obviously he's doing something that the management likes because he's still around this next one I found really tough because he's been kind of out of sight out of mind and I haven't thought about him in quite a while but um Jake Muzzin uh he he should be back after the bye week Uh, all reports are saying as much yeah it's a tough one I'm gonna go C plus for Jake Muzzin um, I like his leadership intangibles. I like, um, the fact that he's one of the only guys on this entire team that will lay a body check. Um, however, when the speed of the game picks up, it really leaves him behind and he can get exposed and he's, he's got, he's got to get that figured out, especially going into playoff time. Actually, you know what? I'm bumping him up to a B minus because yeah, I think I was, yeah, I'm gonna piggyback yeah, you on the B minus. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm bumping him up to a B minus because I just think on a team where like leadership is like like I, I don't necessarily I I have issues with the leadership qualities of some of the the quote unquote veterans of this team. So I think, like I said, his leadership intangibles are important. So I'm gonna give him a B minus. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback uh, your B minus like. Are you always thrilled with the way he plays? No, but to be honest, yeah, I just flat out like the guy. Like, yeah. just like his what he breaks a table. I like how he looks intimidating. He actually lays the body. He seems like a guy who is, uh, from all reports, that he's not afraid to step up and be a leader. So, I, I think he's uh, in a, I think he's good for this team. Like, is he 
Is he Mr. Flashy? No, but I'm going to give him a B minus because I just flat out like the guy. And I know in the play, like he's going to, he's just, I don't know. It's a B minus for me. This is another tough one because the sample size is so small, but Rasmus Sandine. Sandin, another one I got chirped for with my I don't know if I could rate this guy right now, man. I'm going to be honest. I'm going like, to give him, like, I'm going to give him, I'm going to go with, I thought about about this one before we got on tonight. I, I thought a lot about the, like the Muzzins and the Sandins and the guys we haven't seen like consistently. Um, I'm going to go with, with B. I, I like, I really like the, I think the kid's got so much upside. I totally agree with you in that. I think he could pass Dermot on the depth chart as, as soon as next season. I think he's just more of a naturally talented player than Dermot. However, you still got to get your reps in the NHL to become an elite top four defenseman. So just on skill alone, and I'm, I'm said it week after week. I'm so, so impressed with the kid's poise. He's such a mature 19 year old. So Rasmus Sandin B for me. Yeah, I don't know if I could. What am I rating him on? Like just, that, that's uh, well, what I'm I, confused well, you hear, about right now. But I just, I just, I just told you. I gave him. Uh, I, I, I like his poise. I think he's. I think he's got lots of upside offensive skill. But obviously, when you give him a letter grade, it's like there's like an asterisk beside it because we have such a small sample size. Yeah. Well, for for his like um, projection, yeah, I think B is pretty fair for what he's done this season. Probably give him like a C minus, like C minus. realistically. Oh like, that's not gonna be po- That's not gonna be popular with. Or like not C minus. Like I don't. I don't know. That's the you thing. I can't rate get... him over nine games. Like what is he? He's four assists in nine games, and no, he plays just, most of what, those games at the start of the year. Like I what? Just, what do you see when you watch him on the ice, Ryan? I see a guy who is probably if if he ever kicks it into full gear, will probably be the Maple Leafs' uh, most. Um, their best offensive defenseman. Like that, so, that's what I see from him. So, so give him a letter grade. Everyone understands that the grade you're giving him is like, like I said, there's an asterisk beside it, like C minus. Well, what is he? Th- I like, hope I never I end up in your class, buddy. You're it, you're a tough marker. I just don't like like what? How do you rate a guy through nine games? Like personally, through the nine games I've seen him play, started this. Like he he had, doesn't look that great. Like. Is there, are there things I'm seeing from him that I like? Yes. Like, do I think he's unreal with the puck? And he slows things down and makes good passes? Yes. But, like, it's just like... I just don't know how to rate him over what I've seen. Like, he just hasn't been, like... He's blowing me away in the games, but he's young enough and he's important enough to their future that, like, you kind of see past that and you start looking at, like the things he does well and how he can help when he develops. Cause that's what we do with young players when we're excited about them. But if I'm just, if I didn't know who he was and I just watched him and thought he was a part of the everyday team and I watched all the games he's played this season, eh, eh, eh nah, not that great. Like that's I'm just, not, that is not going to be a popular opinion, Ryan. Yeah, whatever. All right. Now, Here's one that I know for a fact you and I are going to disagree on. Morgan Riley. Uh. Uh. Right? I think I think he's clearly been dealing with lingering injuries. I don't think he's been very good at all this year. Like I I think he he's been a defensive liability 
I think I think he really misses Ron Hainsey. Yeah, that's a I, good point. I, I just I, I don't. It's been a disappointing follow up to what was a career year for him last year. But you're seeing now what the Maple Leafs blue line looks like without him. So we're going to go a B for Morgan Riley. I I thought it would end up rating him lower. But like I said, we've got a little sample size here of what this decor, this Riley-less decor would look like. And it's not pretty. So Morgan Riley gets a B for me. I I find myself shaking my head a lot when he's on the ice, just wondering like, what are you doing? And yeah, yeah, it's it's again with the Sandy thing. It's like, do you rate a guy off how he's played this season, or or just how I feel about the player factor in? And I'll, I'll go B with you. Like, has the guy been walked a couple times this year. Yes, oh. but. He's got 27 points. And, he will live and, on highlight in 46 reels. games uh, where he's had an off year. He's still a plus hockey player. You can still play him in every situation. He's still their fastest player on the ice, in my opinion, when it comes to like a dead straight race. Um, he like, dude, like they'd be nothing. Like, like, okay, get him off the team. See how that D like well, exactly what you said. How, yeah. How's the D core look without that guy? Like, come on. Like, it's yeah. just, I don't care. I can I can see past with this guy. Like I, I just I'm gonna give him a straight B because I just I just love the guy. All right, moving into the forwards now. We're gonna start from the bottom and work our way to the top. I want you to go first on this one, Freddie the Goat. Freddie the Goat. Freddie the Goat. I don't know. What do you what do you have the D plus? Like what? he's pretty the he's, goat, he's got man. six like, goals. He's got six goals. Ah. I'll give him a C minus. I was gonna say I'm going. I'm also going C minus. He's got I'll six go C goals. minus again. Just not a hockey player. I'm thrilled to watch on a yeah. nice nightly basis. Yeah. Has he scored a couple beauties this year? Yes. Is he just a funny guy to watch play hockey? Like the goat. Like I guess, but I just. I don't know. I'm not going to get too thrilled over a couple of good fourth line shifts from him. He's at the end of the day, he's just a fourth line hockey player who could be replaced easily. In my opinion, I am with you on that one, my friend. And now I've got one that I know you're going to have a strong opinion about. Dimitro Timashov. <laughs> what do you do? Like, what do you like? Guy's a fourth liner. He's okay. Like, yeah, like he's like, yeah, like, 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 like you know, like, like how do you rate this got, guy? He's got like, four you know? goals, averages eight point two minutes of ice per game. Yeah, like you just don't see like <laughs> he's just, like to me like a fourth liner unless he's like unreal cannot it's, exceed over a B, especially in this Sheldon Keefe era. Like I feel like if Babs was still the coach, we'd have a way stronger opinion about Dimitro Timashov because he'd be on the ice a whole hell of a lot more, but. Like, especially now in the Keefe era where the fourth line's minutes have been drastically decreased. Yeah, this yeah, is a go, tough I'm just going to go with a C minus. Me too. Like, Me too. He's fine. Like, he's, he's fine. like, what are you going to say? Yeah. Like, he's fine. I like his possession numbers. Like, come on. Like, Here's one I've been really looking forward to, Ryan. Good guy, Pierre Engvall. 
Yeah, good guy. Pierre Engvall. Ooh, it's another tough one. I'm going B. I think he's I'm, been really good. They've moved yeah. him up and down the lineup. I like he can skate. He can play with the guys in the top six. Yeah. He's not afraid to get in there and get in front of the net and mix it up a little bit. Good hands. Like good shot. Like he like these are the types of guys that when the Leafs are in the salary cap position that they're in, these are the types of guys they're going to need to populate the rest of the roster with. And they need them to play the way good guy Pierre Engvall's been playing. Yeah, I'll go I'll go a B as well. I was trying to find a reason to give him a B minus, but honestly, like the guy's he's always making a decent play every time he has the puck. Like or he's in position to make a good play. He usually makes and a pretty good play. How many how many times a night do you look and go, What are you doing? Like I, I do that I don't do that with Does does he ball. look weird skating? Yes. yes is he kinda yes. lanky and awkward? Yes. But the guy can make a good pass when he has to, and he can contribute somewhat offensively. He's moved up and down the lineup. You know, good guy. I'll give him a B. I've got Trevor Moore here, but like he hasn't played in forever. So do we want to do we want to give like a an NA to Trevor Moore? Yeah, yeah. There's a, like there's, some people wrote us with like Trevor Moore feedback. I'm like, how do you like the guy hasn't played in forever? Yeah, I, I don't know. I forget he's on the team. Last time he played was. December 21st and then before that it was oh November yeah I know I know he got and then he got a concussion so it's not fair a grading him on like with the injury troubles that he's had it's not fair so we're given we're given Trevor Moore uh an NA up next we got your guy Ilya Mikheyev oh boy I'm giving him a B plus. Yep. Maybe even an A minus. I like this guy that much. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm i interested to see what it's like when he comes back from his injury. But I don't think I've ever seen a um, uh, a guy they've signed from the KHL or from Sweden who's been this effective when plugged into the lineup right away. I, I, I have nothing but positive things to say about this guy. I think he's a beauty I think he's a really good hockey player, and I'm gonna give him an A minus because I like him a lot. And I'm biased. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go B plus on Mikheyev. I think he's he's fit in really well. Um, everything you just said, like he's they've plugged him in and he's been effective immediately. And like I said, here's another guy where like you're going to have to populate your roster with guys like Engvall and Mikheyev. Yeah, I, I love him. I, I, I just see him like the, with the speed he has. And like the guy gets a breakaway once a game at least. Like yeah. I I don't remember much about Trevor Moore's season, but I will remember what Elia Mikheyev's done this season. I've been extremely impressed with the guy. So he, he's grabbing my first A of the day. Look at that. I haven't handed out an I'm looking back here. I haven't handed out an A yet. Yeah, that's my A minus, baby. Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. Jason Spezza. Ah. I'm going I'm going I'm going with a B for Jason Spezza. B. Yeah, I'm going with a B. I I I like him, man. I think he's I, I like I like him in the role that Keith has him in in that third line center position. I think he fits in perfectly there. 
Um, I, I like it's he's he, he and Babcock didn't get along since Keefe's come in. He's had a um, it's been in the lineup every single night. I I just like him. I think he brings a veteran component to that this team sorely lacks, and he's he's solid. I like him. Yeah, I'm gonna give him a C plus. Works hard. He works. I I love his effort. He he wants to be here. He doesn't take being here for granted. He's not in when Sheldon Keefe is talking about being immature. There's a few guys on this roster who are exempt from that word, and Jason Spezza is one of them, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go C plus on Jason Spezza. Um, yeah, I think he's a beauty. I think it's good to have like a veteran presence at the bottom of your lineup, especially patrolling the center of the ice most of the time. Uh, but uh, I'm not gonna get too fired up about it, so I'm gonna give him a C plus. Alexander Kerfoot. Kerfoot. That's an interesting one. Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. What am I going to go for Kerfoot here? It's one of the guys I was kind of like undecided on, to be honest. I'm going B minus. I think he's, yeah, I think I'll he's been better. Yeah, I, I'm going to be yeah, lazy and better lately. you. Yeah, I think he's been better lately um, since they put him on the wing with Tavares. He's moved around the lineup a little bit. Um, but I, I think he struggled at the beginning of the year to sort of find his place. Um, but... I think he's been better lately, and he 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 brings good offensive upside in my opinion. He's not Nazem Kadri, like I think we can all agree that if if we had the opportunity to go back and prevent Kyle Dubas from making that trade, we all would have said, "Don't make that trade," but he did, and Kerfoot's been okay, so that warrants a B minus from me. Yeah, I'll throw a B. I'll piggyback your B minus and be lazy. I just, I, I don't mind him when I watch him. Like, is he phenomenal? No. Is he terrible? No. Do I usually see him doing some decent things on the ice most of the time? So that's a B minus for me. All right, I want, I want you to take this one. I've been looking. For, there's some guys when I was looking over the roster before we jumped on tonight. There was a few guys where I was like, I can't wait to get like Ryan's take on some of these guys. And this is one of them. Andreas Janssen. Andreas Janssen. So good guy. Andreas Janssen's played 34 games. Got 16 points. Oh, I think this guy, can I just chime in here? I think this guy's the most overrated for, like in terms of like how the fan base perceives players. I think this guy's the most overrated forward on the team. Yeah, I'm struggling between a C and a C plus for him. Uh, I feel like he's just like he doesn't since, do anything. He's, but since he's, he's been, been injured. Like the start of the year on that line with Matthews, he wasn't very good, and then he got injured. He kind of just like disappeared from my from my mind. So that's why like I can't give him higher than a, a C plus because if I just forgot the guy was on the hockey team at one point, that's probably not a good sign. Uh, I'm gonna go a straight C. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. gonna I, that's gonna be my final answer. Straight C on Andreas Janssen. Just like is he is he atrocious? No, but is he overrated? Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a C as well. I think the guy does have um, offensive upside and offensive skill. 
However, he kind of just goes out there and floats around. Like he's kind of like he he gets a little Connor Brown for me sometimes out there. He just kind of skates up and down his wing. That's kind of what he's turning into, to be honest with you. Like, Connor Brown had a very good first year in this league. Yeah. 20 goals. You can have a hot start, but eventually you can just kind of, like, morph your way from a skill guy to a grinder just by kind of convincing yourself you need to play a more grinder style. And he's just kind of, like, turning into, like, kind of irrelevant for me. Like, there's some other guys. Like, do I like Pierre Ringval more than Andreas Janssen right now? Uh, I guess I got to stop answering my own questions. Talking buds, listener feedback for Andres Janssen is a B. That's, that's a little high. Casperi Kapanen. Uh, I'll go a straight B for Kapanen. Yeah, me too. Uh, just, I don't know. He's just like an exciting hockey player to watch. He's their biggest trade chip that they have, in my opinion. If they're going to shore up the blue line by the trade deadline, which I think, like, there's no, honestly, there's no standing path. I, not not to get off topic here because we still have a few more guys to grade, but there's no standing path this year at the trade deadline. Like, you, you've got a lot riding on the season. Your blue line is not good enough. You need to make, you need to do something, Kyle. And Kasperi Kapanen is the best trade chip that you have. So you got to use it. And like you said, he's, he's, even though I don't think, I think Kapanen borders on the kind of like, he's, 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 he's okay, but he, he looks, he looks better than he is. Yeah. He's That's, got a lot of shine to him with his yes. speed and his like breakaway ability. But yes. I, I just like how he can play the penalty kill and he's effective on the penalty kill is, his speed is always a factor at some point in the game. Um, I just, I, 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 I gotta give him a B. I, I like the guy. Like I, I don't know. I just, I think he's a good hockey player. Like as yeah. simple as that. Like it's yeah. just, I think he's a very good hockey player, which is exactly why he is your biggest trade asset because other teams think that too. Yeah. So I, it's a straight B for me. Zach Hyman. All right, give him my. Next A minus of the night right here, baby. Look at this. I love this guy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Pay the man. Yeah. This guy is an absolute animal. This is the only thing that I look back on that Mike Babcock thought that I totally agree with. This guy's a stud. And if I was starting a hockey team and running tryouts and a Zach Hyman showed up to my tryout... This kid be on my team and the captain in about five seconds. I love this guy. It cannot be uh, said enough the f- the impact this guy has on the on a game. Four checking, back checking, and, and look at him this year. He's got twenty one points in thirty games. Like he's not exactly a slouch anymore either offensively. Like he's legit, man. Like I like this. This guy's a beauty. Like I, I am- think he's a hell of a hockey player, and his impact cannot like cannot be unrecognized like he's just phenomenal to me i am also handing out my first a of the day i'm giving zach hyman an a minus for everything you just said i i all the talking buds listeners know how much i value intangibles it's something i think this team as a whole sorely lacks and zach hyman has those intangibles leadership toughness 
like I'll do whatever. I'll play on a freaking torn ACL against Boston in the playoffs yeah, type yeah. intangibles. Like, honestly, like I'm so, on, I'm almost leading. I'm almost leaning towards a straight A. Like that's how much I think of this guy this Ryan, year. Ryan, do you wear a Zach Hyman jersey under your suit? Yeah, like I'm starting to get Babcocky about uh about Zach Hyman. Like I get it now. Like that's the one thing I I get. Like this guy is one hell of a hockey player. Like whoa. Whoa, is he good? Is he fast, tenacious, always on the puck? Like Oh, I love the guy. I'd buy a Hyman jersey right now. All right, Ryan, I want to go first on this next one. William Nylander. B plus. Hmm. I think William Nylander, honestly, William Nylander borders on an A minus for me, except there are times where the give a bleep is so lacking when he's for certain shifts that I, I can't give him an A minus because he just he gets a little floaty out there. But I am giving him a B plus and I'll explain to you why. And I've I, I'm not a, a Nylander like because Nylander is so like you love him or you hate him. And I'm in the minority because I'm right in the middle. I think what well, you talked earlier about your expectations. I, people who get upset with William Nylander, th- your expectations for him are too high. I watched William Nylander the same way I used to watch Phil Kessel. Like it's like this guy is a one-dimensional hockey player. He's he's a he's a skilled offensive goal scorer. Yeah, but Phil was a hell way better freaking point producer than this guy is. But he he can he can get there. He's shown me this year that he can get there. Last year was just a disaster from the get-go, but he's shown me this year that he can get there, and as the salary cap continues to increase, the better his contract is going to be. So, I'm not a a Willie hater. I'm not a Willie lover. I'm right in the middle. My expectations for him are are what they are, and he's right at them right now. He's producing enough for me. He's not like... There are guys on this team who are going to lead them to the promised land, and Nylander is going to help them get to the promised land, but he's not going to lead them to the promised land, and that's my expectation for him, and I think he's been much better this year. Like I said, Sheldon Keefe just blew my mind when he put him with Tavares, and it's worked. So, Willie Nylander, B-plus from me. Oh, boy. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to go... Oh man, I'm gonna go B plus as well. I actually almost gave him an A minus there, but I'm gonna go B plus because there will always just be a little bit uh, left to be desired when it comes to his effort on a nightly basis. And in talking about maturity and being consistent, he's definitely a candidate for that. But if you just look at his sheer numbers alone, especially compared to last year, like it's it's not even close. Uh, the guy's scoring yeah. goals, like simple as that. Ever since Sheldon Keefe's took over all he does all he's done is score goals so it's like how how can you really hate on the guy like do i i just another one of those guys I don't love watching him play hockey uh just not my type of player but um you can't deny the production he's on uh a, on a pace to beat his point totals his goal scoring totals he's already tied his goal scoring high so i i think just on sheer stats alone 
Um, you could you could almost be an A minus to be honest with you, but I'm gonna leave him at a B plus because yeah, everyone I knows how I, I feel about him. I can't put him up in the A because of what you just said. Like he 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 leaves too much out there sometimes. Like he just like there's certain times where it's like you you are blatantly floating around. Yeah, and it's just like you could show me the possession numbers and and we joke about the zone entries and it's like hey like cool like if you're into that if that's how you judge a uh, hockey player on being a good hockey player or a great hockey player fine. Uh, I know the game, watch the game for a long time. You know when this guy's just out to lunch and it and it, it just it just happens too often for me still. Uh, but if you're scoring goals, you can afford to be out to lunch. If you're just a goal scorer and if you're producing, then it's okay if you produce and you're out to lunch sometimes. Just if you're out to lunch, make sure you're scoring goals. I struggled with this next one. I'm interested to get your um we got the big three left. And I, I struggled with this next one. So I'm going to let you go first. Um, John Tavares. Uh, I was going to go flat B for Johnny T. Um, yeah, it's been okay. Like, he's been good. He's pretty much at a point of game pace right now. It's a minus player, but plus minus. You can think what you want about it. But um, I don't know. It's just like my biggest problem with Johnny is is kind of in like the Jake Muzzin territory. Like sometimes when the game gets moving a little too quickly, um, I find him behind. I find him just not being able to take over a hockey game like he used to when he's a little bit younger, which I get. He's not really, he's not 20 anymore. He's not 22 anymore. But I just think overall, like he's had, he's had a little bit of injury problems, but I, I think overall for, for what, I expect him to do. I'm just going to give him a B, a straight B. I'm going with a B as well. Um, I put Tavares in the group of people who Keith was not talking about when he um, used the immature word. Um, uh, but he's he's been inconsistent this year. Like, he is, he, he's not... There are, there are nights where he does look slow. There are nights where he does turn the puck over and make some boneheaded like plays, particularly in the offensive zone sometimes where he just blatantly gives the puck back to the other team. But again, he's got those leadership intangibles that I value so much. So I'm going to go B for Johnny. Okay, here we go. The moment you've all been waiting for, folks. Let's get started. Mitch Marner. Mitchy, Mitchy Marner. Mitch right, Marner. Well, let's analyze in. the stats here. He's got 47 okay. points in 38 yep. games. Obviously missed time with injury. Oh, boy. He's getting an A from me. A, a straight, straight a. a. A straight A. Okay. I think Mitch Marner is the most impactful player on this team. Austin Matthews, we'll talk about Matthews in a second, but Matthews is the best pure goal scorer and skilled superstar. But, like, you'd see the New Jersey game last week and the two goals Matthews had, neither one of those happened without Mitch Marner. I think he's, he's... This guy can impact a game night in and night out. So Mitch Marner... Gets an A. I love watching him play. He, he's I I just love him. Yeah. Like well, he just he just reeks of like top point producer on your hockey team. Like yes. he just 
he can't help but get two assists a game when he's on. Yep. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go straight A for him, too. I, uh, um, like, usually I haven't really, we haven't really, like, bashed him a whole lot for some because reason. Because I don't he kinda, think he's been, he's, I think he's been pretty good, man. Like, like Yeah, but honestly. he kind of slides out of the rate. Like, there are a lot of times this year we've come on here and we've just ripped into Austin Matthews and talked about how we expect so much more out of him. And I feel like sometimes this guy is, um, he flies under the radar a little bit for that. But I, I, I find but, Matthews gets the majority of criticism when this team is not playing well. And I don't know if that's because just the way Marner plays throughout a game that it just impresses you more shift to shift. I've talked yes, about this in the past. Yes, yes. You hit that. You just it, hit it, just it right on It seems like the head. he's doing more. Yes. Or he's yes. trying to, co- to produce looks, something. Matthews looks like he's floating around from time to time. Whereas Marner, I mean, you're right. Maybe it's just in the way he skates. He, you, you never get the sense that Marner is floating around. You always get the sense that he's buzzing around out there trying to do something. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, I feel like he, it, it's a little unfair sometimes. I feel like he should get a little more criticism. But um, you gotta go straight A. Eh? I I agree with you. Like it's just w- the guy's just contagious out there when he's playing well. When he's yeah. when he's producing points, like it's just he can be unstoppable. He, he's one of the he's the main guy I would I would circle on the board if I was an opposing coach. It wouldn't be Matthews. It'd be him. Like let's shut this guy down, and good chances are we're we're gonna win this hockey game. Like that's. That's why I, I, I'll I give him a straight A's because if I was an opposing coach, I think he'd be the guy I'd be circling, being like, let's shut this guy down. Austin Matthews, the main event, the last letter grade. Yeah, I'm going to go straight A on this too. This episode. Yeah, me too. I'm also going straight A. Yeah, you got to go straight A. I think a, he's, um, he's really come on in the last couple of weeks. He's got 34 goals, 23 assists, plus 14. The, the he's he's the superstar. That's why we're harder on him than we are on Marner. Even though Marner like is also a superstar, I, it's just the stature, man. Like it's just the fact that this guy was a first overall pick. Yeah, you have higher expectations for him, and when yeah. he's on, he's 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 elite. He's elite. Yeah, I think I think he's the best five-on-five goal scorer in the National Hockey League, which is saying a lot. Um, Like, look at Ovi. The guy's been on an absolute tear lately. Um, Pasternak. But, like, the thing about Boston is, like, they just load up the power play, and their power play is so good. He sees so many goals from that. So I think just his five-on-five production just impresses me the most. And he's having the start to – like, there's been times this year where I thought he was terrible. At some points, but when when you're looking at his stats, he got 34 and 49 in in this day in the NHL, and you're you're over a point a game player, and you you've kind of led your team back into the conversation with your goal scoring, your excitement. Uh, like he just has to be a straight A. Like what I what I love to see him improve more. Obviously, like it's just there. I go again answering my own questions, but um. It's just, you can't look at those stats. He'd be like, oh, B minus. Like, they're just too good. He's got to go straight A. 
Consensus grade from the Talking Buds listeners is also a straight A for Austin Matthews. Yes. Well, there we go, Ryan. There wow. is our we we went through the whole roster. My brain is just fried after that bye week report card. You know what I, I felt- liked about you know what I liked about that is we did we did not throw away A's like there were nothing. No, and we also weren't we also weren't dicks. Well, I was, I was, I was a little hard on Tyson Berry. I, I feel like if I listen back to this episode, there's probably gonna be one or two where I'm like, ah, kind of wish I gave him a little more or less. But I think overall our, our grades were pretty decent. Yeah, I agree with you. So the Maple Leafs are on their bye week. We are heading. You're, you're, you've got your whole weekend. Planned around the skills competition and the all-star game. Oh my goodness. You're not excited for that? No, I'm not that I'm not that stoked. No. It's one of those things where it's like I'll I'll well, at least at least Marner and Matthews and Freddie are there, but it's one of those things where like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it a my number one priority to make sure I catch the skills competition. Yeah. What about the what about the three on three All Star game? Yeah, no, no, no not, not for that you. stoked about it. I'm gonna be honest. And then they are back in action on Monday night in Nashville. So tough challenge right well, out of the gate, right? Yeah, well, it's just, you got to win. It's yep. simple as that. It's pretty. Yep. It's pretty uh, easy to see what you got to do here. We're in the um, home stretch behind, here, Ryan. Yeah, you're behind in the wild card. You're. Behind in your division, so you got to start winning hockey games. Simple as that. Um, your goaltending's yeah, right got to be now, better. They you got to get healthier on the back end. You got to continue scoring goals. Yep. Right now, they are sitting outside the playoff picture, looking in. The Columbus Blue Jackets have passed them. The Leafs at fifty-seven points. The Blue Jackets at sixty points. It's uh, they're only two points behind the Panthers, so they can get back into third place in the division with a couple of wins. It's just no more, no more messing around. I agree with you. Yeah, well, the Panthers are gonna beat the Blackhawks tonight, so there you that go. might turn into four points soon. Great, that's just yeah. great. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, Ryan, this has been one of our longer episodes that we've done. Yeah, I'm exhausted. In recent memory, yeah. I think we I'm should uh, one yeah. tired individual. I think we should pack it in for the night. Let us know, folks, what you think about our grades. If you think we're idiots, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram if you agree with anything. If you want to carry on the discussion since they don't play again until this coming Monday, please do. We love your feedback. Thank you for all the feedback that you gave ahead of time for this episode. We'll see you guys next week. Come on, let's go. To the blue hotel I wanna live at the blue hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality. Theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. 
begins Friday, September 23rd. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.